That's right, they're playing video games for money. And I'm definitely not gonna let uh, Mass Effect in my house. The level of violence on video games. It might be hazardous to physical and mental health. Pokemon world is a world of the demonic. Then there's the argument that video games can be art. They're a world phenomenon. Hello, welcome to Hit Point Pals, where we talk about video games and why we play video games. I'm Travis Lean. William is out this week. He is studying for his finals. Uh, he is studying the history of the world. But with me today, uh, for the first time, is Zelda enthusiast and Netflix binger Victoria Bender. Howdy. And we're joined once again by Twitch streamer extraordinaire and generally swole man Caleb Warwick. Hello. How is everyone today? I'm tired. I'm doing pretty good though. Pretty good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I watched too much Game of Thrones today. What episode are you on? Episode nine of season five. It's getting freaking intense, actually. Um, I'm trying to remember what happens in this episode. So think of season five. Think of the White Walkers in the um the Freemans um place so Jon Snow's trying to you know negotiate oh the free yeah. folk you said the Freeman sorry the Morgan Freemans <laughs> I was thinking Gordon Freeman <laughs> <laughs> now Half-Life 3 I'm just when kidding. I think when I think of season 5 I think that's when like shit really starts going down in Game of Thrones oh yeah cause season 5 episode 7 is hard home yep Right. And that's literally when shit starts going down on Game of Thrones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It just puts, it creates a turning point because it's the first time it shows you, like, the actual destructive power of the White Walkers. Yeah. And for me, it also made me, like, put the whole thing in, like, a bigger picture of, like, why, like, this is the only thing I care about from this point on. I no longer care about anyone else's side stories. I no longer care care right. about what's going on with uh, Sansa or Arya. Even I, I yeah. only care about the White Walkers at this point. Nothing I think else I is relevant like that for a little bit. I think everyone on Earth has contributed some sort of thing to Game of Thrones, and they're excited for season eight. Every single person <laughs> on planet Earth, by the way. I am very excited about Game of Thrones. Anyways. Um, but I have something here that isn't Game of Thrones. It is Sonic the Hedgehog. and Speed. A, it's basically a, a, a style guide for the film, um, as in like for advertisers and time materials and stuff, um, was leaked showing us what Sonic will look like in the upcoming film. Oh, God. And... Man, I mean, while there was nobody like officially confirmed this or anything, of course, as of as of yet, and this happened on um what this was last Tuesday, I think, or last Monday. Um, and we're recording this here on a Thursday evening, but um, the leak appears extremely legitimate. It, the, I, there's no reason to think that it's not real. Um, and it's weird because mm -hmm. I don't know. I some people have done some some like fan tweaks you know as people do with stuff like the genie from aladdin and the uh, teenage Mutant ninja turtles from that michael bay movie um but this one is just so striking because what they've done is they in these fan edits um they have adjusted his eyes and 
they've just made his eyes look so much more like you would think Sonic actually looks. And if you just look at these two images side by side, it's like the one on the left, the one that was leaked is, is not Sonic. I don't know what that is. The one on the right is definitely Sonic. Right. I'm just really weirded out by the one that was leaked. I'm really weirded out by, like, is this actually how Sonic's going to look in this movie? And yeah. if so, why? And why, why is this happening to us? And why do, why do we not deserve good things? It reminds me of, like... When I oh. first saw him... Go ahead. I, when I first saw him, I immediately thought of Detective Pikachu because he's, like, really furry and he has, like, that weird texture going yeah. on. And it's just really uncomfortable. Oh, boy. Sure, but Detective Pikachu actually looks like Pikachu. Um, why, why do they I keep, don't believe that this Sonic looks like why Sonic. Why do they keep calling it live action, too? It's literally just 3D rendered animal. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, the Lion King live action, what part of that movie is live action? <laughs> like, literally, like, what part of the Lion King live, quote-unquote, action tell is you. live action, exactly? They're using real lions? <laughs> I was kind of hoping that this Sonic movie would... Uh, just kind of like have the Sonic characters in their own style, kind of like what Space Jam does. Yeah, that would be cool, though, right? Well, the I thought so. the The Sonic, the Sonic leak picture or whatever. It reminds me of like the 2004 Sonic, but like if somebody drew fan art of him and they sent it to like some executive, and they're like, "All right, this is it. This is the movie. This is what it's gonna look like." Yeah, he looks like someone. Uploaded this to like DeviantArt and it was bad. <laughs> right. The first. I think people have been saying like the the big deal is his eyes, and I think after seeing some of the like fan adjustments, I 100% agree with that. Uh, a lot of people were saying he needs to have not two distinct eyes because in like the original Sonic uh, design, he, he kind of has like this one weird eyeball. Really, if you look at it. Um, but I have seen, like, some fan adjustments where he still has two distinct eyes. They're just, like, shaped differently, so it just, like, looks strikingly more like Sonic. Um, whereas the original, his, or the, I should say the, the, the live-action movie version, I guess, uh, his eyes are super round and not elongated like Sonic's eyes are supposed to be. It's, it's, it's creepy. I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't he have like goggles on? Though. Um, oh, I think that's kind of been a point of controversy. I think people have argued about that before. I've never really thought Sonic had goggles. I can kind of see why some people have thought that cuz his eyes are kind of shaped like goggles. I don't believe he has goggles. Yeah, I I thought he, I, I always seen... thought he did cuz like the way his eyes are shaped and like Yeah. Or, yeah, I think that's fair, especially when you're playing, like, these older games where the resolution is a lot lower and you kind of, like, have to leave some stuff up to your imagination. I think in some of the newer iterations, it's pretty clear that he doesn't really have goggles. But still, his eyes are, like, they're, go they're very goggle-shaped because uh, <laughs> they kind of connect at the bottom, and that's why people were saying yeah, he it's weird that he has two distinct eyes. Yeah, like, looking at that picture of the new Sonic compared to, like, the actual edit, that makes sense because, like, he has two, it almost like, like you said, he almost has like one eye with two pupils, but like, <laughs> it's weird seeing him with two eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like, William said that he would withhold judgment until he saw 
like Jim Carrey's portrayal of Robotnik, what? and he said that's when he would judge the movie. I totally forgot Jim Carrey is a part of this film. Yeah. Right, it's it's going to be interesting. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like Jim Carrey could, like, carry any sort of, I don't know, animated or, like, goofy film. <laughs> Whether yeah. it's bad or not. Like, I don't know. I'd like to know, like, who's playing... Well, I'd like to know if any... Like, is Tails in this movie? Is Knuckles in this movie? I think you mean... I don't think anyone knows yet. I feel like if Shadow. the animation or CGI, whatever, doesn't, like, completely break this movie, the voice acting totally could. Shadow seems like a character they would hold off for, like, a sequel. <laughs> Stable. <Yeah. laughs> I can I can already see. There's, like, a there's like a post-credit scene where uh, Shadow steps out of the shadows. Yeah, and he has that weird, like, relationship with a human. He's like a fucking oh hedgehog. Oh man, those are the times. Those were the times. Nobody even questioned it either. They're like, and then now, nowadays, we're like, wait a second. <laughs> that game came out what, like, like ten years ago? Wait a second. Watch us get like a spin-off film for all of the, the Tales characters. Movie. For uh, <laughs> one of those things, I was gonna say chia pets. No, um, chows. <laughs> <laughs> the Chow movie, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Those little, no, those little fucking animals from what was it, Sonic Adventure Two? Yes, the Chow Garden. You collect the, these uh, Chows and then you send them to the garden and you raise them. And I think I spent more time in the Chow Garden than I did in the actual game. Exactly. Uh, the little Chows. Yeah, and you would collect like animals uh, as you went through the levels, and then you take them to the Chow Garden and you would give these animals to the Chows, and they would adopt these animals' body parts. So like. If you gave them a bat, they'd get bat wings. Uh, and these would translate to it's their just stats. Like really and then dark. you could take these uh, chows and you could pit them against each other in the fighting ring. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was really... W- what did I miss a out on? Did you ever play Shadow the Hedgehog, Tori? Oh no. my god. He had guns for some reason and guns. a motorcycle. It was just the edgiest for thing some reason. on earth. Like, he could run fast. Like, I don't know why you would need a motorcycle, but all right. And also with speed, I don't know why you need guns either. You could just, with yeah, speed. you're faster than a speeding bullet. You just go through your enemies. I don't understand. Oh man. And he, also, also, he said hell, <laughs> and he said damn, oh, and I was like blown away. Words. I was blown away when he said that stuff. You die, you'd be like, damn. I'm like, holy shit. Did he just say that right now? This can't be. Yeah, the only. The only Sonic games I played were like good Sonic ones. Heroes for the PS2. <laughs> and then I I think I played Sonic Adventure or whatever that one Sonic is. Sonic Adventure briefly 2. with Travis one. Okay, well that one was actually fun though. Like to be fair. Like Yeah. I just always remember that like you're the first intro of the game, like and then you're going down the hill on that, like what is it? Like Metal it's like a part of the helicopter. Thing. Yeah, that you're using as like a snowboard. Right. Or I mean, not obviously not snowboard. A uh, concrete board going against that truck. That's why you know what I'm talking about. Like dude, concrete so board. Good. And then you get to hear. Then- um, what was the oh, crap? I can't remember the name of the uh, of the of the song of the band. Live and learn. Hang it. <laughs> Is it that song? Um. <laughs> Maybe. 
No, it's um, I'm pretty sure that's the the intro to Sonic Adventure Two. It is, yeah. It's, I'm 100 sure it's living. Wait, are we not talking but... about? Are we not talking about Sonic Adventure Two? Yeah, we are. Crush Forty. I mean, Escape uh, from the City. Uh, yeah, that's a but that song is in Smash Bros. Oh man, I play it every time. But um, <laughs> I want. I'm I'm actually curious. How do you think this? How do you guys think this movie's gonna do at the box office? Like, do you think it's going to hit, like, crazy um, numbers? Or do you think it's going to do nothing? I think it'll be... I think it'll be fine like, if fairly the average. reviews are fine. Which they're not going to be. I could say right now, what video game movie has done even remotely above 50? Well, remember, Venom surprised everyone. Because, like, it had weird reviews, and then it, like made a shit ton of money and it wasn't a very good movie it mm. was just a weird movie it was good that's, in a weird way <laughs> well that's yeah. that's also one thing though with that year 2018 was the year of spider-man we'd say that i think and it's a spider-man related movie that a lot of people wanted so they go in and they see him on screen like this, you know, compared to the Spider-Man 3 Venom. But why was 2018 even... the year of Spider-Man? Like Spider-Man, like Spider-Man PS4 came out, Spider-Verse came out. Um what else? Um Homecoming was in 2017. Yeah, yeah but right. um was it 2017 that Avengers came out? No. Yeah, Avengers came out that that year too. So last year yeah, so there was um, Infinity War, Spider-Man PS4, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, all within oh, the true. same year. And, like, just Spider-Man was in hit after hit after hit, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Venom I mean, is Spider-Man's related to that. Been very popular, but... Exactly. Yeah, and and just... Venom is a huge Spider-Man villain. Like, he literally doesn't exist without Spider-Man in the lore of Spider-Man. Well, he does but, in Sony's version. I think... Yeah, that's what I'm saying as an exception... For some, and then everyone's like, "Oh, another Spider-Man! Oh, Venom, coolest Spider-Man villain!" And they're like, "Yeah, Venom on screen! Yeah!" Kind of like Transformers. And then they go around and tell their friends to go see this movie. Like, "Yeah, fuck the reviews! Yeah, go see this movie!" And then it's passing like five hundred million, right up. I think a lot of people also get really hyped when, like, superhero movies in general come out. A Marvel movie is like, funny. oh, at the same, yeah. Um, not necessarily the same thing, but it's also a Marvel property too. Wait, I'm sorry, you so, said when a Marvel yeah, movie is funny property. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of them are yeah, funny though. Like, I th- like people just have but, a really big distaste for how the DC movies tried to present themselves as all serious. Yeah, right. I think Venom tried harder, like with the um the one liners and stuff. It was kind of obvious they were like. I haven't seen trying to be different. I haven't seen Venom though, so I have no outside oh, really? opinion or inside opinion on the movie. I've only seen what people are saying on the outside. So, yeah, but at the same time, like it's a Marvel property w- within all of these like amazing Marvel movies coming out that's not related to X Men, and it's also Spider Man mm-hmm. related. So those two in general is just like room for success. Like you could make anything like <laughs> fucking. What sounds like a pile yeah. of rubbish. It's a weird and... time to release a Sonic <laughs> movie, but I don't know if there's ever yeah. going to be a good time to release a Sonic movie because Sonic 
like the IP has been kind of dead forever, despite having so many games, they've all been pretty bad. But at the same time, like, <laughs> for example, within the internet culture and the, especially the media, yeah, absolutely. Like Sonic is more relevant than ever, basically. And with this movie, whether it's a hot pile of garbage or whether it's good, at the very least, I still think it's going to do really good. Sonic meme material. Like what the hell? Yeah, what the hell do you make the movie about? Like, what what good story arc is there within Sonic? Sonic to make Adventure an entire Two movie has about? the best story arc. When I don't I even remember. There's a TV. Uh, there, there's a TV series version of that story arc as well. Oh, okay. I'd never watched Sonic TV stuff, but like, it's just like, I just don't know how you would make a good, like, a actually like good movie about a blue hedgehog and story really about a blue yeah. hedgehog like i mean i guess you could go back to like all the pixar movies and all the animated animal movies you know what i'm talking about that are actually good but at the same time like think of like mario like how do you how do you make a good mario movie you know what i mean like right this is a nintendo and sega like classic video game that never was really meant to have a storyline other than just like all right so you're in the mushroom kingdom and you're gonna like do your thing and then like sonic all right you're in the what is it called in sonic uh green hill place what, are you asking Sonic's me what the canon called? world of sonic is because i don't know no uh, yeah i don't i don't know what <laughs> it is i'm Earth. just like what it's like a version R of Earth. Uh, sure what? Yeah, Egg, Eggman <laughs> blows up the moon, animals. and then they, like there's a president oh, of the United States, and they like have to get in his limo. No. And then Shadow's like, "I'm gonna kill everyone with guns." Anyways, yeah, I'm I'm just interested to see Wait. like one. I'm just expecting this movie to not be good at all. Like, just I have the lowest standards, but I'm actually going to see this movie. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm I am genuinely curious what the hell they're gonna make, and. Like, personally, like, just from my curiosity, I know a lot of people have the same curiosity as this to see, like, what the hell this is, you know? But, I don't know. I think it's going to do good just based yeah. on the curiosity alone. I think a lot of people are going to see it just out of curiosity and then also just, like, for the meme. Exactly. You know? That's what I was going to also bring like, it to. I really want to see what. Yeah, like, it's a what, Sonic uh, movie. Look like. Assuming they're in this movie. If they're not, then I'm going to be really disappointed. I would be disappointed if they were. Isn't it just be like about Sonic's a dumb fucking hedgehog? Like, you need his friends. Yeah. And Jim Carrey. And w when I think of Sonic, like, for me at least, I just imagine, you know, like the blue hedgehog running really fast, collecting all the rings and doing nothing else, because I don't remember any of the cutscenes. <laughs> well, because they're not so memorable. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a platform. Yeah, so, so like, what oh, are dude, they going to do Unleashed. with it? Oh, dude, Sonic Sonic's a freaking werewolf. Oh, but it makes you way slower. It's not fun that's, at all. I'm sorry, that's a game, Sonic Unleashed? <laughs> yes. Alright. 100% I want a is. Sonic VR experience. Oh, you throw up everywhere. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm genuinely curious to see how Sonic's going to do in the box office. I, for one, am going to contribute to that. I'm going to pre-order my tickets right now, actually. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're not open. <laughs> what? Should we talk about some of the games that we have been playing? Yes. How about Tori? I can go, or Tori can go. Well, Tori has... Hang on. I know what Tori's thing is, and I was going to say if Tori's for the end, because okay. it's not really a video game. 
Good, so Travis. I guess what I was asking was, right. Caleb, do you want to, do you want to start? I'm not even gonna like mention the game this entire podcast. I can't do it just because I um okay, so, and I know exactly what you guys are thinking. <laughs> um, let's see. So I've been playing it. Fine, I'll say I've been playing The Witcher Three again. Um, mm-hmm. but let's see. I mean, I've actually been. You're like ashamed. I've been. <laughs> No, I'm not. It's just because I've been playing it so much and I've played it so many times already. Um, How many times have you played through The Witcher 3? I want to say 10. No, I'm just kidding. Um, This is my third playthrough, so it's just very time-consuming. It takes like 260 hours to mm-hmm. beat everything. I think over the course of my what? lifetime, I played through Knights of the Old Republic 1 like six or seven times mm-hmm. and the Mass Effect trilogy like as completionist three or four times. Damn, that's impressive. Yeah. The whole trilogy. I've been trying. I've only ever played them back to back. I've never started at Mass Effect 2. It just like doesn't feel right to me to not have a Shepard carry over. So I guess I could kind of talk about the games that I have played that I've streamed through completely that I have never played before. You can talk um, about anything you want. I, I started with Metal Gear Solid 5. I actually genuinely enjoyed that game. The story was absolutely bizarre to me because I have uh-huh. never played any of the Metal Gear games. And I was just like, okay, whoa, what is happening here? So I had fun with it. The stealth was super fun. It was so fun to mess around with that and just everything else about it. And like, I just wanted to play more of it when it was done, which I obviously can do, but just like, I don't know. It was just cool to see these bizarre cutscenes and stuff. So, I beat I that game. The, I played the Twin Snakes on GameCube, but I oh, haven't really? played Metal Gear Solid Five, and I just really want to know: in Metal Gear Solid Five, can you get in a cardboard box? Yes, you could get in multiple okay, versions cool. of cardboard boxes. <laughs> My favorite one actually is you could put posters on cardboard boxes. Oh, and and you could like get like a like a bikini model poster. And you put it like on the cardboard box and you stand up in the cardboard box and it like looks like a bikini model. And um <laughs> like the, the guards will like or like the guys that you're obviously sneaking up on will be like, ooh, whoa. And then you can like reach out, grab them, and knock them out. It's great. It's really Colonel. It's really great. Um what was it? I was gonna say also, um yeah, I I bought Revengeance. Because I was really interested in that game. But I... So, back in the day, this is actually sort of tying into the GameCube Sonic era. But, um... So I had an opportunity to get a PlayStation 2 or a GameCube. <laughs> I got the GameCube. <laughs> and, like, funny enough, like, there's so so many cool exclusives for the GameCube, I got none of them. You know what games I got? I got Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Riders, Shadow the Hedgehog, SpongeBob <laughs> Battle for Bikini oh. Bottom, and there was a couple other ones I totally forgot about. This is about. exactly how my childhood was, too. That's why I'm playing Wind Waker HD now and not, like, when yeah. I was seven. So, like, everyone's like, oh, did you play, like, Resident Evil 4 or, like, or like um, Metal Gear Solid, Paper Mario, Mario Sunshine? Pikmin. No. No, no, I had I, Monsters I, Inc. Dodgeball. Yeah, I had. I Have had you Nick ever played Toons. Monsters Inc. Dodgeball? No, but I played Nicktoons Battle for Volcano first. Island. 
Oh, I haven't. I I had a Nick Nick Nickelodeon Party Blast. It was like oh uh, Nickelodeon's version of um, Mario Party, and it was really bad. The one thing I remember most about it is the uh, incredibly long load times. Oh boy. Um, you know, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom was actually really good. I'll say. Yeah, that. I have good memories of that game. It's literally Nicktoon or Nickelodeon's version of Psychonauts, and. It was so fun. Like I, I have really good memories of that. And even like the, what was it? The movie video game. That one was cool. Oh, you like wait. collect. That's collect two different dump. games. Yeah. What's so that in, one called? SpongeBob the movie game. Yeah, SpongeBob okay, that's the SquarePants the movie I, video that's, game. That's the one that I had. Yeah. So they were almost like they had the same level um, design. Like obviously different levels, but like they were the same format. Mm-hmm. But like in in Battle for Bikini Bottom, you'd collect um like spatulas, I think, and in the movie video game, you collect dumbbells, because <laughs> like oh, okay, now that we're men or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually really fun though. I like both of them. There were some levels where you drove the paddy wagon around. Yeah, those that was the best. You had to race and stuff. Yeah, add similar levels in um Bikini Bottom. But like Bikini Bottom or Battle for Bikini Bottom had its own storyline. Mm-hmm. I I sort of remember what it was, like robots or something like that. And I don't know. It was cool because you were on Sand Mountain. You got to slide your tongue down it and race. <laughs> it's hilarious. That game was on. Yeah, it Xbox, was. It was all platforms. Right? Yeah, I remember playing that like at my grandma's house. That was like the they only had, game she had like all of the same voice actors except mr krabs oh. i was like oh yeah That's it was odd. weird like it, it was just odd but it was almost good it was almost good like that but yeah but i do want to pl- like i said i got the gamecube over it over the playstation 2 which i really i always think back on I'm like i should have got that playstation 2 i really? thought about it i thought about it i was like yeah because I was super into first-person shooters and, like, darker games, ironically, getting a GameCube. And my first video game I played, actually, was Halo for the Xbox. Mm-hmm. And I loved it, but it scared the shit out of me. First that was your game. first game? Yep. So wow. I just have that, like, memory of just, like, always, like, wanting to play it, being scared of it, but wanting to play it. <laughs> I'm 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 not sure if you guys had the same feeling like like you're scared of something but you want to go back into it cuz you're intrigued like I'm oh, terrified ironically of aliens and the I'm movies? No, well yeah, the movies and just in general. <laughs> oh, just the concept of aliens. Yeah, like I've always been afraid of like abduction and like getting like operated on while I can't move when waking up and seeing you know stuff like that. And do you think that's because you played it's a Halo mix when you were of a Halo, Alien, Aliens, the movie, ET, and like a bunch oh. of other Alien movies I watched. I ET was I loved all of those movies, and I will go back and watch them. And I just like had this weird obsession with them. Like I was terrified, but I was like, I want to read more about them and learn them. But I had like a like a a book of strange and unexplained things that really yes. freaked me out as a kid. 
Like, it had a section that was all about aliens. It had a section that was about, like, cryptid things like Bigfoot and stuff. And there were some sections that were really creepy and I, like, probably shouldn't have been given to a kid. Um, (laughs) Like, they, like, it scared the hell out of me. It was, like, a lot of, like, ghost story type stuff and, like, people coming back from the dead and just Mm -hmm. a bunch of creepy stuff. I'm not, I'm not even scared at all, actually, of, like, ghosts or demons or anything. It's just aliens. I think it's just because, like, to me, it's a little bit more, like, I don't know, something that could be plausible i don't know the movies you know what I mean? that like, like did creep me out were like horror films about aliens because those are yes. presented from like yes it's, it's supposed exactly. to be super like realistic sort of or or to make you like believe that that sort of thing will happen but playing like halo that's just a like you the know flood. it's a video game and it was this the is flood. like their oh the flood terrifying yeah <laughs> the flood is like, pretty scary to be fair i don't know like just the eeriness of halo like in halo like the music was great but like when you're playing yeah in the open world and stuff like it was just like quiet and like almost relaxing then you just hear wah, wah. <laughs> i don't know i was when i was a little kid i was got i got scared of weird things but wait you got scared of the covenant noises yeah i did actually they're so goofy <laughs> i know <laughs> they're like comic relief That's so funny okay but like come on i'm, I'm a little kid i'm seeing <laughs> if, this okay if this. we next week when we oh wait this, wait wait we we War of the Sorry, Worlds what? was another one. War of the, War Worlds. the Worlds is very scary. Yeah, I just remember um, the aliens like walking around, and I saw. I was like, "Fuck! Like, what the fuck is that on screen?" <laughs> and I just go behind my couch, and I look back up, and I see them again. I'm like, "Holy fuck!" Aliens have never like like aliens in movies and games have never really scared me, just because when I think of aliens, I think like Star Wars. If there are aliens, they're not going to resemble like how yeah. we imagine. Or them they, at all. or that could be the opposite, and they like, could exactly resemble. Boom. I really think it would be like super unlikely though if they were like human-like with like, you know, four limbs. And I thought it was super interesting how they were portrayed in yeah, Arrival, like the because they're what was just it, like the octopus type of thing, the hexapods, heptapods. Well, they look heptapods. like giant. That movie creeped me out. Yeah. They look like giant yeah, hands. Yeah, that movie creeped me out, but it was really, really, really intriguing. I loved it, actually. The movie, like, had me crying. It was good. It. Yeah, because, like, it, it, it put it a realistic so depiction, like, trying to communicate with something that's never, ever, like, been a part of your world. How do we t- yeah. keep talking about aliens? <laughs> Arrival, I would, I would say, is my favorite depiction of, like, first contact. I would say if it wasn't for the movie Contact. Which I yeah. think will forever I haven't be seen the best depiction. Oh, it's like the greatest sci-fi film ever made. Uh, yeah, anyway, I know. I it, we reconvene next week, and uh, we we may uh, have gotten news by that time that Halo: The Master Chief Collection will be out on PC, uh, or will be coming, or whatever. And I'm so <clears throat> excited for this right, to so hopefully happen. I don't want to jinx it or anything, but I mean, Travis? I played Halo on PC. <laughs> I played Halo Two on PC, and I never got to play Halo Three because it wasn't on PC. Oh man! Okay, so me and you, first of all, we're gonna play through all of them, absolutely together. By the way, uh, and multiplayer. Tori and, Tori, and I played uh, Halo Two, I think, co-op, and Reach. We played two. Halo Reach, great. Yeah. So let, this oh, is actually a perfect Halo segment <laughs> to Halo, because um, I totally forgot that. Yeah, Chief Collection, but um, they yeah, have so. teased an announcement next Tuesday regarding the Master Chief Collection in a separate report. Uh, this guy who 
is known for accurate uh, Microsoft leaks. Uh, he is saying that they're very close to having um, Halo the Master Chief Collection come out on PC. So I'm assuming that next week's announcement will be that Halo the Master Chief Collection is coming to PC sometime soon. I don't know, hopefully this year, hopefully sooner than later. Uh, I will absolutely pick it up and play through that whole thing. Oh, dude, so when the Xbox One came out, I I think I talked about this last podcast, maybe. But um, yeah, I bought it. I bought the Xbox One right away. No games. Um, what did I get? I got like Dead Rising Three and Battlefield One. But um, I just remember when the Master Chief Collection was announced. Oh man, I was so excited. There have been I, times when I've legitimately thought about like getting an Xbox One just to play the Master Chief Collection. I wouldn't. Yeah, just wait for a PC. Right. So I got the Master Chief Collection, right? And the multiplayer was just awful. Like it was not received well. No, it, it it's not that. Like obviously the games themselves were fine. Like it was cool seeing um, Halo One, Two, yeah, Three, yeah, yeah, and the Four. Campaigns. But the um, multiplayer, the was, campaigns was not no, received I, well. I mean, even the multiplayer though. I mean, just like because um, it was the same thing, but like it was just really weird. So you would go into a lobby, and then it would be like Halo Two. Um, team deathmatch or like Halo 3 um, capture the flag or Halo 1 um, headhunter or something and Halo 4 like it, it was interesting yeah. like playing a different Halo every match basically with the same people but um, it was really buggy really really laggy and like they just could not figure out the multiplayer for like two years right so yeah, That's it really was. Disappointing. You do not understand my disappointment when I got this game, like, or this collection, because I was like, I was so hyped. <laughs> Me and my buddies went to GameStop mm-hmm. and took pictures outside of GameStop. Like, <laughs> we just picked up the Master Chief Collection. Like, it was, it was great. But um, no, you're fine. And hearing about it coming to PC finally, Xbox is finally like, okay, fine, PC players. I feel like just Halo is just great for PC though, right? Like Halo is like the epitome of PC gaming. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't I think it was like the first time that I felt like I was playing like a really cool sci-fi IP, like other than like Star War- Star Wars, you know, with like Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. And when I uh, when I uh, tried out Titanfall two for the first time, oh dude, I love um, you. not too long ago, like. Because Apex Legends had come out, and I, I, I thought this was as good a time as any to, to try out Titanfall 2, which people had said so many good things about, and I hadn't gotten a chance to, to play it yet. Um, playing through the campaign in that game, it just made me feel like I was playing Halo again. It, like, it just, it felt so good. Mm. The world building was so good. The BT. shooting felt good. I just, yeah, and him, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, it took me back to playing Halo for the first time, and just being so, like, wowed by it. Honestly, Titanfall 2 uh sort of unrelated to Halo. This took me back to playing Modern Warfare. Okay. Like yeah. I don't know how much you were into Call of Duty back in the day, but um Modern Warfare I've, I've, Modern I I enjoyed Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2. They were just like they were so fun. And the Yeah, when the remaster came good. out, I played through that as well. Yeah, just like seeing those characters and stuff like with and I actually think Respawn is a lot of Infinity War, Infinity Ward, not in War. 
Um, mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those are the people that left in one of those is a movie. Yes. <laughs> the other one is a game studio. What? I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure after Modern Warfare 2 came out, a bunch of people from Infinity Ward left Activision, went to respawn, and then started Titanfall. Yeah, that's that's why it, yeah, that, okay, that is it. That's that was an old news article I remember. Okay. But, um Yeah, so it, it kind of like meshed those two together for me. Like Call of Duty and then the Halo lore kind of mixed into one. And plus, you get big ass mechs fighting each other and shit, and just like these huge, awesome multiplayer maps that are really open for like running around and battling titans. I just, it just brought me back to like Halo 3. Um, I played a lot of Halo Reach, actually. Me too. Halo Reach was not underrated at all. <laughs> I was going to say underrated. No, it was not underrated. Halo but... Reach was like the first. The game that got me to like pay for a monthly subscription, like an online, like Xbox Live, basically. Um, yeah, because I was so into it. <laughs> it was it was great. Like the multi yeah. or, the multiplayer was great. Um, what was it? The campaign was fantastic. It was very well written. I loved it, and just like everything about it was just really cool. Then Bungie decides that we're going to go to Activision and then create Destiny and then create all these problems and then leave Activision. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope Bungie leaving Activision gives them hope for another great IP, honestly. Because, you know, I bought... was I pre-ordered Destiny. I pre-ordered the Season Pass. No, I didn't pre-order the Season Pass. I pre-ordered Destiny, bought the Season Pass for it. Just alone from, like, Halo Reach and Halo 3 and stuff. I was just really disappointed. Obviously, these games are already out. Like, Halo 1, 2, 3. I think they have Halo ODST on it. Yeah, yeah they, they do. That. Yeah. Uh, another thing that people are predicting for the announcement next week is that they will add Halo Reach into the Master Chief collection. Oh, dude. If they do, 60 bucks down the drain. Mm-hmm. Or not even down the drain, just like, here, take it. <laughs> That's implying the game's bad. But, I mean, these... Um, yeah. No, even if it's not, I'll, I'm 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 gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. We don't know if this is a real thing yet, but yeah, this is a speculation. Be. Um, I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. It's an Xbox 360 exclusive, like. And I feel they're like... supposedly bringing Xbox like games to PC anyway. I, I'm assuming we'll know more at E3. I feel like they're it's, like it's holding too hard of a grasp. I... Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I have a lot of anticipation for whatever's going on. I'd forgotten about Xbox for a while, to be honest. Yeah, Xbox, Xbox it is just kind of dropped off my radar for for a long time. The Xbox One era was not great for Microsoft. No, um, it's it was also kind of weird with like, just like how they dealt with their exclusives because basically every exclusive that they had was also on PC, but for some reason Halo was not. They're like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, we gotta, you know, we gotta have a reason for people yeah. to buy Xbox. Then it why have all of your other ex- exclusives on PC? Then not just Halo. Like, Halo is the one exclusive everybody wants on PC. You gotta get, you gotta get people to buy Xbox somehow. <clears throat> I know, but like, <laughs> come on, maybe add crossplay to it or something. There, it sounds like their attitude has changed, and they are uh, it, moving more towards getting their games into as many places as possible, which would include PCs. Yeah, it's just also weird too because they added Halo Five Forge to PC. I don't but know that's what that it. is. Forge? You don't know what Forge is? No. What? Is it a card game? 
<laughs> it's Quint. Uh, no, it's um. <laughs> I made an educated guess. Dude, dude, know. you missed out on Halo Three. There was it was just straight up RPG. You just no um, uh, the Forge is like basically world building, map building. You could just yeah. make your own. It's a maps. map editor for a game that you can't play on the platform. Yes. Cool. So I'm surprised you haven't played Forge at all. If you you played Halo Reach, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Forge was in Halo Reach. You, you so there was fun. so yeah there was actually I played a, it with Tori. I didn't get a chance to mess around with it on oh. my own. They gave you like every single like texture and like piece in Halo. I so just mess around Maker. with. Essentially, yes. I put <laughs> and, so much time into Forge. Like yeah, and there hours. was so many people. There was so many people that like made so many cool maps with it. Like, did you ever play mm-hmm. those custom games, Tori? Um, I, yeah, yeah, a couple. Yeah, they were they were awesome. I remember Mario Kart Rainbow Road. Someone recreated it, and they put like warthog, not warthogs. You drove like um, the warthogs, mongoose, the, the ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was fun though. Like they would do stuff like that all the time, and they would also. What was nice about Forge it was it was super super in depth with detail you could add to it. Yeah. So you could make specific game modes and like infected game modes, and there's all sorts of shit you could do with it, and it was it was awesome. I, I have sorry loved it no you're fine i'm done <laughs> um yeah i have really fond memories of uh my friend brooke she was like my best friend in middle school um we would like go to my house after school every day and play like the first halo game and then when reach came out i got it and like the end of middle school she'd come over every single day and we'd just play forge for like hours one time we like literally pulled an all-nighter just doing that. <laughs> like stayed up until seven in the morning and my I, mom I, comes in and she's like, why are you guys still awake? Mom, playing Halo. God. Mom, get out. God. God, mom. No, I was, I'll, um, I have a fond memory with Forge also. Um, I remember it was like a long time ago at my friend's house and we were playing or we, it was Halloween night. And we all watched Jeepers Creepers, one and two. Yeah, we were all like terrified after it. Was so funny, and like my friends, like, dude, I have to go to the fucking bathroom, dude. And I, he's like, dude, come with me right now. So like, we were like waiting, and I I think he had like a Halo Energy Sword, like a real one, and it like went off, and he freaked out. But then we immediately went to the, the back to the living room and we did not step foot in any p- other part of the house because we were so scared. And we just played um, like Forge and what was it? Just a bunch of different game modes in Halo 3 for like the rest of the night. And so great. we literally stayed up until like eight in the morning doing it. It was it was hilarious. And then it was light. So we didn't have to worry about Jeepers Creepers showing up, you know? <laughs> Those really, were the days. We were prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of being young, I... Well, okay, I was going to talk about Wind Waker because I had it planned out in my head. I thought I was going to get through Wind Waker this week before the podcast. I did not. Um, oh. I'm, I'm close to the end of it, though, I think. Um, but what I ended up playing the past couple of days instead was a little bit of Dark Souls... But also oh, yeah. a little bit of Infinity Blade. And I had read this piece um, the other day 
Uh, it was interesting. It came out because I was actually looking into this and thinking about it, and I had been talking about this with William. Um, the fact that a lot of games that were exclusive to Apple's iOS um, are no longer available because they are no longer supported, and so they've been pulled from the App Store. And for me, the most egregious one was the Infinity Blade series, which is a trilogy of games made by Epic. And last December, they pulled them from the App Store completely. I was able to download them again because, you know, I've bought them and I had them in my, uh, in my purchase history. And so um, I was able to do that. But for people who haven't bought them, they're now essentially gone forever. Um, I'll get into why I like Infinity Blade in a second. But it's, it's a weird concept to me because there's this idea of, like, games as pieces of art and stuff that we want to preserve and such. And... I know people don't necessarily think of like the iPad or like the iPhone as as a huge like uh like like a gaming console, you know, like an N64 or whatever. But there are some really good games that I wish were like still accessible. Um we have uh resources like ROMs and stuff for for GameCube games and for N64 games, but with Apple it's such like a closed system. Mm -hmm. Um, they're, you know, due to like security reasons and stuff, you're not able to roll back your, uh, what is it called? Your iOS version at all on these devices. So it's impossible to like go back and make your device compatible for an older game or whatever. Um, there was a point, I think if, a couple years ago, it's called, they refer to it as like the app apocalypse where 32 bit, uh, apps were left behind. Um, and developers who weren't able to update to 64 bit, they, um, essentially just had to make these apps. Uh, go away. They were no longer allowed to be on the App Store. Um, and so for me, I had played through Infinity Bit, uh, sorry, Infinity Blade uh, <laughs> as a kid. I wasn't super great at it, which is why I never beat the guy at the end. Um, Infinity Blade is a little bit like, uh, like a like a mini Dark Souls. So like you go through this ruined castle, you fight a bunch of bosses who all have really cool designs. They're all like these crazy like big guys who are like three times taller than you and they've got like creepy heads and stuff. I fought a guy today who had like a horse head. It was really weird. Um I just I really liked that game. Um I after I reinstalled it um this week, I was able to go through it and like kind of realize that I was really shitty at this as a kid because I was like <laughs> I was actually making progress this time and uh this morning I beat the guy at the end, like, for the first time in my life, which was cool. What an um, achievement. It, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, despite buying the trilogy, I never really played through two or three, but now I can. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just, it's weird to me that they have removed these games, uh, essentially, and there's no plans to, to put them back anytime soon. Um, logistically, it makes sense because... The like Epic doesn't apparently have the resources to have a team who is tasked with like sitting around and constantly updating their games as each iOS update rolls out um, mm -hmm. to keep it compatible. So it is a weird platform of games that have kind of been like erased from history, essentially, with like no real way to access them, especially if you hadn't bought them at the time. Uh, games like Mass Effect Infiltrator. Uh, which is another one that disappeared. I remember I had like uh, like an iPad version of Tetris that at one point it disappeared too. I thought that game was really cool. Uh, Mass Effect Infiltrator was strange and interesting. The which I've iOS never heard of. of. 
yeah, understandable. The iOS yeah. version of uh, Dead Space uh, is also which gone. I have heard of a long time ago. Um, I had that. I played it. I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's a it's an odd concept. Uh, it's a it's an awkward situation. These developers like Epic, they, I mean, I understandably they don't want to have a, a to devote the resources to having a team who's who's dedicated to updating you know apps that are three plus years old for for people who paid for them or whatever but um interesting situation and it was interesting to to read about it too since i since william and i had been talking about it anyway um that made me want to go back and play infinity blade so so i did so this ties into our last podcast actually when we were talking about lego the hobbit absolutely one of the best games of our generation um so the situation with lego the hobbit is um it actually got removed completely from steam so you can't Mm -hmm. buy it anymore like if you have it you can still play it and everything obviously but um that ties into like digital media versus physical media right so with apple's and ios situation like you literally there's not even any physical media at all for any of these games so if it's erased and you have never bought it or played it or downloaded it or whatever it's just gone forever like you can never play it again that reminds me of like flappy bird do you guys remember yes i was actually just Mm -hmm. gonna say that like yeah the hype like before it got deleted everyone was like oh my god i have to download it right now and then keep it forever People were like buying phones that had it on it and shit. Yeah. At least, I, at least it was rumored saying that, but right, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if people actually were. Like, I believe you know, it. Let me give you $2,500 for that phone right now. <laughs> I have it. I can tell you I'm looking at it right now. I have it in my purchase history, but it's not. I'm not able to download it. I think it has something to do with operating system compatibility. Huh. I am able to download and play Infinity Blade just fine. Flappiest so, Birdus. Yeah, Flappy Bird is, seems to be inaccessible. That's weird. I don't know. Like that's why. First of all, I hate mobile games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like just every aspect of them is just like a cash grab, no matter what it is, unless it's literally just a port. Like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the majority of mobile games are are games that are designed to influence you to purchase like microtransactions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean. There's a lot of great games on mobile devices and on tablets. Like if you just look through like the Apple Store's like editors picks and stuff and like the game of the week and stuff, there's a lot of incredible games. Like Florence was like one of the best games of 2018 and that was an iPhone game. Um it's a it's an interesting platform. It's an underrated platform I think in a lot of cases and I think for good reason too because just the vast like the overwhelming uh image that it projects is one of like a casual uh like tap games weight games and stuff like that you see the the only outside influence that i have of understanding mobile games besides knights of the old republic is um candy crush no i'm just kidding um (laughs) you're like you're in the wrong part of the app store you need monument valley uh you need alto's odyssey you need rains you need Fortnite. Florence, definitely. Fortnite, mm-hmm. mm, sure. Yeah. You need a... <laughs> okay, okay. I'll say this right now. There's two, actually, that I really enjoyed. Um, I'm just going to keep Nice of the Old Republic off the table because it's literally just the same game but mobile. Yeah, I'm talking, um, I'm talking about games about... that are like exclusive to, to iOS slash um, Android, I guess. I really like Pac-Man, Pac-Man 256. That one's super fun. Um, and I also really like Fallout Shelter. 
Oh, I love Fallout Shelter. <laughs> yeah, Fallout Shelter is super fun, especially for a mobile game. And it actually is not too bad with its microtransactions. Both of you have told right. me to play that at different points in time, which is yeah. kind of funny. It, it <laughs> is fun, though. Like, it gets definitely addicting, and it's more of like micromanagement type stuff that isn't too heavy yeah. on microtransactions. So, how often are you guys like spending money on mobile games? I don't on mobile game. I um, probably buy like a mobile game a month, but they're not usually very expensive. It's like mm-hmm. $2 or $1. You look at your bill, it's oh, like $5,000. Exactly. My dad <laughs> bought me an iTunes gift card for Christmas and I still don't know what to do with it. Just buy <laughs> Fallout Shelter. I'm just kidding. Um, well, it's yeah. Fortnite. Anyway, um I have something to add, though. Uh, my yeah. mom is actually, like, weirdly into Candy Crush. mobile games. Well, yeah, at some point she was yes. really into Candy Crush. But, no, she <laughs> will, like... never played Candy Crush. She gets, like, legit games on her... Uh, I don't know if she's using an iPad or a tablet now, because she switches uh-huh. back and forth, but... She'll get games, and she'll be like, Hey, Tori, check out this game that I got. And it'll be, like... like pretty decent she's really into like point and clicks and stuff but um most recently it's my parents she, she actually uh decided to buy herself an xbox 360 so she's oh. moving on from mobile games to xbox and she now is like recommending these xbox games to me which is kind of funny. Does she have Get her into Bioshock games? Infinite? She does. She actually, um, oh my gosh, I literally died. She texted portal? me and she was like, hey, Tori, I found this really good game. I think you'd love it. It's called Life is Strange. Oh, <laughs> I that's hilarious. Died. I Dude, like, you should, you should get her, or you should try to lean her into Bioshock. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, hang on. Where is she? Is she like going to a store and getting like physical copies? What's going on here? Um, I, is she, I like, have ordering no, them on the internet. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, <laughs> she bought when she bought the Xbox. It came with like eight games, and one of them was oh, Portal, okay. which she also she also tried playing. And then I think she also just like Google's good games for whatever <laughs> she's using, whether that's like her tablet or her. Xbox or whatever. Well, she's got the right idea then. I mean, I do that too. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> like, her, what what are the good games on iPhone this month? Because I don't want to play shit games. Yeah, that is, I got that kind is of cool, sidetracked, though. but she is a very dedicated uh, mobile gamer, and it's really funny. Well, one of the reasons I feel like mobile gaming is super popular, aside from accessibility, mm-hmm. is I think at one point, like. You know, a lot of people are on the roads, obviously, and that's why accessibility is off the table mm-hmm. for like everyone wants to be able to play AAA games on the road. But we've always had like the DS or the, the game PlayStation Boy. Vita yeah. or the Game Boy, and like those were fun. They had great games on it, right? But like yeah. it was never really like what we wanted, you know? Right. I it mean, was, this like, is just a further extension of that. Only it's now consolidated to one device that you use for like everyday tasks as well as games. Exactly, and I feel like that's a huge reason that's so popular. But now that the Nintendo Switch is out, mm-hmm. I'm like, obviously, those that thing is making crazy bank. Like it's just racking up sales. I bought one of them, 
And I know I've always I always craved that AAA experience like on the go, like all the time. Like, and I feel like that's why Nintendo just like it was just great for them to create the switch. Like that's what I wanted when I was a kid. That's literally what I wanted. I wanted to be able to go on the road and play smash bros. I always just like thought like maybe I could get like a, a car adapter and I could plug my GameCube in and plug it into the TV that's in my car or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was a version of tech that didn't exist yet, but you were, it was what you were hoping would exist at some point. The PlayStation Vita almost got there, but then it just like, there's no exclusives for it. Like there was nothing almost. Mm-hmm. It was all like just nothing that we really wanted. I'm sure there's a lot of games that well, a lot of people liked on it, but like then like that's why I'm saying like mobile games were the alternate thing because you could consistently release games to that all the time and phones have like way better pro or not programming, um hardware than our DSs and PlayStation Vitas back in the day. Um, so you could run games really nice. Again, Fortnite 60 FPS on your phone. Um, and like yeah, I said, I had like a like a preconception of of mobile games when I see I played Infinity Blade for the first time on an iPad two. I had an iPad two, uh, and Infinity Blade was the first game that like it, it, Infinity Blade blew me away because it was like an actual like good looking game with like 3D graphics. It was like comparable yeah. to RPGs of the current gen. Uh, on like exactly. PC, uh, and it, it it just it blew me away that this little like this this small device I could hold, uh, had enough power to render this game and let me play it. Exactly. And sorry, what were you gonna say, Tori? Oh, I I don't remember. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Um, yeah. So and that's why I'm like seeing like the switch, or like I'm noticing the switch is just becoming like crazy, crazy popular. Probably one because Smash Bros. But, like, I could play Doom on that bad boy, like, while I'm at work or while I'm, you know, just relaxing. And um, mobile games can't do that yet. And so I feel like that's a little bit of the next step. And I wonder if, like, other consoles are going to notice what the Switch is doing and realize, like, oh, shit, like, um, mobile games are popular for this set reason, right? Why can't we do that? Like I have, there's no reason Xbox, there's no reason Sony can't do that. So I mean, maybe I mean, I don't know that if they'd want to like compete with that market. That yeah, the, the which is you know, yeah, which on, yeah, which makes sense. But I mean, like I'm just saying, like if they wanted to, for example, yeah. um, but like popularity in mobile games is just alone. I'd say from access accessibility, it's something like you said you use every day that you could also play games on so i mean like you know why would you buy something extra at the same time but just like I, the sales and popularity of the switch alone shows that people also want to be able to game it doesn't have to be on their phone they want to be able to game you know 24 yeah. 7 which i do like yes i'll i'll be at subway at two in the morning playing not not actually but <laughs> so but yeah i mean G- like infinity blade and games like that uh yeah they're good that, well yeah i mean games like that i feel like they shouldn't be erased in the way that they're being erased no because i feel like they are an important part of gaming history and also infinity Blade is just like a damn good game anyway yeah so. I'm, so mm-hmm. let me play <laughs> i've actually i think i played it once and it was at like um what is it it's a bowling alley it was an actual like 
Was it like an arcade version? Yeah, it was an arcade version of Infinity Blade. Huh. And it was like its own thing. Oh, weird. It was actually no, it was at the the Keno or the Richland one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen that. I think yeah, I saw it, that somewhere, like one, once when I was at an arcade. That's cool. I completely forgot that they had a version of that. But the difference between, yeah, the mobile and the Switch is that, one, the mobile, it's all digital. Every single thing is digital. They, they erase something, it's gone forever. Like Switch, you could get cartridges and stuff, and, you know, it's made for gaming. One's made for calling people, FaceTiming people, and a little bit of gaming, you know? Well, I wouldn't really say that nowadays. I mean, nowadays, maybe like 10 years ago, phones were made with the primary purpose of calling and texting, but... I mean now, like now Apple it's more social media. What they can do and the what you could hold in a in a device this small, like yeah, these things are running like processors that are comparable to computers now too. <laughs> these things are more powerful than what took us to the moon in nineteen sixty. Yeah, I honestly hope we go back to flip phones. <laughs> I think we are. I honestly. don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I just like. Every day I feel bad about how much I'm staring at my phone. And then I get like the weekly report with like my daily average of like. Yeah, and that's why they added that was because so many people were always like, I look at my phone too much. And God, yeah, I feel so bad about it. But I think we actually are going back to flip phones. I've noticed like, I think it was like Samsung or something is making a new touchscreen quote unquote flip phone. Um, Let me see. Yeah. Oh, the their foldable phone. Their yeah, $1, so there's fifteen hundred dollar foldable phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that it's like touchscreen, but like flips and stuff, so you could like, you know. So like get an angry phone call. Like two thousand and. No, not at all. <laughs> this no. is very different. I haven't really looked into it, but. Um. Okay. Uh, imagine your phone if it was twice as wide and could fold. You could. That's, where do you put that? I don't know. In your um, back pocket, because they're gonna make new pants that it's like <laughs> one huge pocket. Butt. Yeah, and your well, butt first crack. they need to make pants that have front pockets in the women's section. <laughs> no, you see, it's, it's a ploy, Tori. Tori, it's a ploy. This is exactly the reason they're actually relaunching cargo shorts and cargo pants, and they're oh, gonna make man. them popular again in the fashion world. Uh, Tori, do you want to talk about the thing that you have? Yes, sure. please. <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing up cargo stuff. Just watch. Cargo beanies, cargo sweat. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Oh, man. <laughs> I already have a really bad image in my head of what a cargo beanie looks like. I'm buying one, by the way. Cargo, cargo. <laughs> cargo on your car. What kind of cargo do those people hold? Nothing. Umbrella so, Academy. Yeah, I, um, I was bored one day and this is not video game related it is netflix related it's gerard mcr related yes you watch a lot um, of netflix though so this isn't like a new thing you being bored what i said you watch a lot of netflix you're always telling me about netflix netflix i guess that you watch. i guess i do it's do we like, need to do we need to to interject a spoiler alert here um Probably. i can avoid spoilers spoilers just saying right what now, are, spoilers. What are you... Okay, give me like a rundown of, of what might be spoiled. Um, well, I really don't want to spoil it for you guys, so I think No, that's I can, all right. Okay. But I you're going to talk about like, the premise and stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about the basic premise and then okay, like. Okay, so there won't be any big spoilers. There probably won't even be any small spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I watched a couple reviews in pre- preparation for this. So. Oh, are you gonna <laughs> give us your like verdict on the show? Somewhat. Okay. Anyway, do you, do you recommend this? Show? I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop asking questions and just. Let me... <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I I do recommend it. Um, I had. So the Umbrella Academy, um, to sum up the premise of it, um, it's it's this. It's based on a comic written by uh, Gerard Way, right? Mm-hmm. My Chemical, My Chemical romance, romance guy. Oh, and you just called him the My Chemical Romance. Guy. That's yeah, that guy. <laughs> He's the guy um, that's My Chemically Romantic. That one emo dude, the lead singer and frontman of My Chemical Romance. Yes, Gerard that guy. Way. He made that one song, Wolves, that was on MX versus ATV Untamed. For the the very small amount of people that played that game. (laughs) So, anyway. Wait, you guys didn't listen to MCR? No, I didn't. I did. I did. I feel like I missed out on it, though. Like, I should. Like, if someone had shown me that that band in middle school, I definitely would have been into it. Anyway, so... It was published by uh, Dark Horse Comics, I believe, and the premise of it, of the net, of the Netflix show at least, mm-hmm. which follows the comic pretty closely, I'm told. Um, one day in the '70s or '80s, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, forty-three children, babies are born, but they're born to. Women, they're born by women who were not pregnant the day previously. So suddenly these women just start giving birth. And there's this really rich billionaire who is like, I want to adopt as many of these children as I can because he's intrigued by them for some reason. He's like a billionaire and a scientist. All these kids are born, and this billionaire goes to adopt as many of them as he can. He ends up with seven of them. And yeah, that's, that's it. it. And they all he they all have these unique powers and well all of them except for one have these unique powers. And he tries to use them and train them in his house, which he calls the Umbrella Academy. Uh basically he is training them to he's training them for some bigger picture thing that I will not say. But he okay. is training them and teaching them, trying to teach them how to use their powers somehow. So they're basically like his minions. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I had very mixed feelings about this show from the first episode to the end. It was really hit or miss for me. Um, because sometimes, like, I remember the first episode for me was just super, super slow. And then by the end of it, I was like, pretty intrigued. And I was like, okay, maybe this is actually going to be pretty good. I kept watching it. And I, it was just so up and down. Like, sometimes I would be like, this is the slowest show I've ever seen. Um, other times I'd be like, wait, this is really good again. And then it got to the point where there was so much going on, like all these different subplots started happening. And I was like, what is going on? I'm really only invested into like two of these. 
plots that are happening and the rest is just like totally irrelevant to me. So like there would be certain scenes where I was like invested in it and then the rest I'd be like, oh, I just want to skip, skip over this. But, um, what? Oh boy. Okay. Oh, nothing. Anyway. Yeah. I had so many mixed feelings about it and a lot of the acting was, well, not a lot of it, but it was really hit or miss with the actors too. Um, there were three particular characters, three particular characters I really, really loved. Um, the first one being Klaus, who is basically this like sociopath who can uh, talk to the dead, which is revealed like at the beginning of the first episode. So yeah. no spoiler, but he, no, no. oh my gosh, he's played by Robert Sheehan, I think his name is. He is so amazing. He made the whole show worth watching, in my opinion. He's super oh, funny. <laughs> yeah, he's super funny. Really good actor. He's actually Irish. And then um, there were a couple other characters that I really liked. Uh, Ellen Page was pretty decent. Um, I know some people. She's yeah. Oh, she's in that show. Yeah, she's straight in the show, which was interesting. Interesting, <laughs> but they. do that a lot with her so yeah yeah um and then there were these other actors who completely just ruined everything for me because they were incredibly boring and their lines were just super robotic and the those two were allison and luther i think their names are um they just so it sounds like Sorry. Sorry. It sounds like the 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 quality of this show kind of lives up to what we have come to expect of other Netflix yeah, original productions. Exactly. Um yeah, regarding that uh it was it did feel much like a Netflix show where you're like anticipating things like it has so much potential as do a lot of Netflix shows and movies. Yeah. But it really didn't quite live up to it. I still think it's worth watching, but I just got that feeling like, like you can tell it's a Netflix show, you know? Right. And of course, Netflix has some really good shows like stranger things. Most people like, like all the way through stranger things is super good binge watch, obviously. But then there's a ton of stuff from Netflix that's like, you're just, yeah, like Garbage. you're just sitting through it and you're like, I know this is going to get good. When is it going to get good? And you end up watching the whole show and it like never hits that peak goodness. And you're like, oh man, it had so much potential. And I saw this in um this movie called IO too. It was also a post-apocalyptic movie. Um, it was super interesting. Like the premise was super interesting. And the trailer immediately pulled me in, but the whole movie, I felt like I was just waiting for something to happen and for things to be explained and things weren't. And this is another thing that drives me crazy about Netflix shows and movies is you think they're going to explain everything, but they don't. (laughs) And this happened in the Umbrella Academy a lot. I was just waiting for like so many explanations and I feel like nothing was explained. So when the show ended, I was like, what is happening? Yeah, I also have noticed a lot of like, um, 
what is it? Superhero mm-hmm. shows have been coming out with like recently. Like yeah, well, a, a lot, lot of them have been killed off recently. I think Arrow just got dropped today. Dro- dropped as yeah. So <laughs> one one of my one of my sadness factors, Daredevil. Oh man, I was so sad when that got canceled. I was like, no, Daredevil. Yeah. And the Punisher got God. canceled. I was like, ah, oh. that was still pretty decent. Um, what was the, what was the, so Titans, everyone was like waiting to be like awful, but I've heard it was actually oh, really? pretty good. Um, the show yeah. where Robin says, fuck Batman is good. <laughs> yes. I'm not sure. I don't exactly. Know that, but... Wait, wait, let me check right now. Let me check. Okay. Let's see. Titans. TV show. Let's let's check it out. 79 on 80%. Rotten 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's good. But the so, people who have reviewed this I they've was already, thinking, they've had to they they had to have bought the DC Universe subscription to watch this. So like the only people who would yes. have bought that are people who were already interested. So I feel well, like this isn't a very a good number. Review, a lot of TV Reviewers will do that regardless of what platform. Yeah, it is but on, as far though. as like the so overall the user reviews, and and also plus like I I have a lot of trusted reviewers I watch that have reviewed okay. this, so like I sort of take their word for it. Um, but like yeah, I mean, I was expecting them, and I think they were expecting to give it like a twenty, yeah. you know, a two, <laughs> but probably I think it might have. It all comes down to really. Um, just like, how would you put it? Like, showing first, like trailers and stuff like that, marketing, all of that. <laughs> you can make it look awful. So, is the Umbrella Academy a superhero show then, Tori? Um, yeah, technically. I mean, people call it that. Well, no, that's what I'm asking. Like, is it like a superhero show, or is it just a show that happens to have superheroes? Um. Wait, 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 wait. Is it more? Is it like a? Uh, mutant, like X Men. I would say it's more show. like a mutant X Men type thing. Okay, so like people with powers um, that don't know what to do. Kind of, yeah. It's more of like a like personal struggles type thing where like everybody yeah. has their own conflict. I mean, uh, so they're not just for context because I've watched the first episode. Yeah, only. I haven't seen the whole season like Tori has, but. Um, they, there are some sequences that are flashbacks to when they're kids, but for the most part, um, it's about these, uh, they're, they all grew up together, but now they're all grown up. Uh, they've drifted apart physically. Mm-hmm. They've gone to different places in the world and they've all come together. Uh, because, um, should I, like, this is all set up in the first episode. Should I just like say, well, why if it's there? the first episode, it's probably fine. Yeah. So the, the billionaire guy who, um, who adopted all of them, he has passed away and they yeah. all come together for like, you know, to take care of that and stuff. Yeah. And that's why I say the alien thing doesn't really matter. But yeah. You see, I thought, um, the Umbrella Academy was actually related to Resident <laughs> Evil. What? <laughs> Thankfully so, like, not. I was like, what? I don't a TV show? I think any Resident Evil tie-in has ever <laughs> been worth anything. So. Been good. Hey, I played Resident Evil 7 recently, and that game was I said awesome. Resident Evil tie-ins, as I, in the Resident Evil movies, or like the spin-offs, yeah, like I the know. Umbrella Academy <laughs> game. I, rem- I remember seeing... Or, um, what was it called? I just called it the it? Umbrella Academy game. Uh, the Umbrella 
Uh, Chronicles, Chronicles, I think. Who cares? <laughs> Fuck that game. Uh, it's so bad. What is the movie called? What are the oh, they're just called Resident Evil One. Oh, what are the uh, movie well, called? it's not called One. Fucking is uh, Resident Evil. Resident Evil Two, Three, Four. I think some of them might have had some. I'm pretty sure I saw. Not that it matters. I'm pretty sure I saw Resident Evil Retribution or the final <laughs> okay, chapter. That's like five in or theaters. six or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Why is there so many Resident Evil movies that have nothing to do with anything that's, so that's Resident Evil video games? Resident Evil. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I still like really recommend watching it, obviously, because I, I found myself I am staying up until four in the morning watching this show. I kind of like had a love-hate relationship with it though because I remember like complaining to Travis about all these little things in it that really bothered me but it would be at like four in the morning when I was like five episodes into it like on the same night I feel like I feel like that sort of comes with like new not IPs but like new shows that aren't like I don't know backed by like actual yeah. TV or movies because like it gives them room to like it really gives them room for error but also at the same time they could fix a lot of the stuff that you for example had problems with for yeah. like the next season example so this is brand new you don't know these characters a lot of people don't know these characters and they're not marvel they're not dc related yeah. they're nothing they're all new and like you're like okay who are these why do i care about them i'm intrigued but i feel like this should be better Next season, maybe they'll just be like, okay, we listened to everything, and we wrote a lot better script, a lot better story for this season. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And Netflix is a good place for that, just because they could just drop it right on Netflix right away. Yeah. Just watch a whole it's, season, binge it. Sorry. And... It's definitely oh, no, like something very new and refreshing, in my opinion. It's very different than other things I've seen. Really, only my, what is it? Um, I think I tried watching Arrow, and I was like, I don't like mm -hmm. this. But I really like Daredevil. I really like the Marvel, Marvel Netflix ones. Those are great. Um, but I'm really interested in Umbrella. I don't know. I just like yeah. superheroes. I'm not tired of superheroes, and a lot of people may feel tired of them, but I don't know. It's just superheroes are a new thing now. They're part of our medium entertainment I feel like, and they yeah. could be good films and the and umbrella academy in my opinion is a lot more relatable than most superhero type shows or movies because yeah just the characters are so much more relatable and is it because of like the age of these characters and like the sort of situations they're in yeah like their personal situations and conflicts and stuff you get pretty invested in you know, whichever characters you like the most. They're more like, um, what's the word? Like, like intimate and like grounded stories about these people as opposed to like, you know, um, Iron Man needs to move his Avengers headquarters yeah. out of New York, which isn't very relatable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really all the... The personal stories are the ones that hit more rather than like aliens fighting the world, mm -hmm. you know, 
Like, I don't know if you guys I mean, I think that was that. one of my favorite things about the Spider-Man Homecoming adaptation because it, it put things in terms yes. of, like, there's this young kid. He's not really sure what to do. He's a lot more relatable, I think, than a lot of the other big Marvel properties. You know, like Thor, this guy. Well, that's why Spider-Man is so popular. Well, Spider-Man, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That That is one of the big, like, pillars of Spider-Man. Some of the other adaptations, I don't think they captured that as well, of course. Like... As much as I, no. as much as I'm I love the Raimi trilogy, I, I don't think it really captured the whole like teenage uh, aspect and, and no. stuff. It's like thirty year old Spider Man. Um, I need pictures. While Parker. we're on the topic of like Netflix shows and stuff, um, this is yeah. definitely for another episode because I could go on and on about this one too. But I also watched uh, this show called Russian Doll, which came yeah. out in January. Oh. And that is probably the best TV series I've seen since, like, new TV series I've seen since maybe Stranger Things. Like, oh my gosh, it wow. was just so good. There was, I have no complaints about that show at all. I give it a 10 out of 10, which I rarely ever do. Like, I'm so picky. With Tori's seal, yes. seal of approval? <laughs> six out oh, of six. Oh, man. Um, so that's another one that I recommend. Um, and it's a lot shorter than the Umbrella Academy, I think. Yeah, I heard it was like 30-minute episodes. I I think so. And Did it's only wrong? eight episodes. Oh, okay. So. Well, I mean, I short wrong. and sweet. Yeah. It gets right to the point, sure. It's really, really good. There's no runtime on hmm. Wikipedia. I have no. Oh, there it is. Twenty-four to thirty minutes. Was it really that wow. short? Yeah. Russian Doll. Yeah. Oh, See, that's wow. something I can commit time to. Like I watched um, uh, Homecoming on Amazon Prime, not realizing each episode was only thirty minutes. So like, when the first episode was up, I was like, "That's it. I have to watch <laughs> the second one now." And it so it had me hooked. I don't know. I find it easier to watch half-hour format than. Yeah. Shows. Yeah. In general, I want to watch um a man in the high tower because it's just Wolfenstein TV show. The man in the high castle. I've always liked the concept. Yeah, man, <laughs> man in the high castle, not is high this tower. Like, is this like the like the B movie knockoff? So season the high tower. Um, it's, it's high up. It's whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's the guy in the high <laughs> <Dude>. tower. <laughs> Who are you? I'm just guy. What are you doing up there? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this is talking That's about Nazis and how they're bad. How they're bad. Yeah. Anyway. I'm just a bad guy up here. Oh, you should get down from there. Yeah, my opinion on TV no. uh, in general was shifted a lot when Game of Thrones came out and I watched yes. it. Right. Because uh, that came out in 2011 now. Oh, it's 2019, so that's like, how do I do math? That's eight years. Um, TV's getting Yeah, better. I mean, for me, Game of Thrones was the first time, because before Game of Thrones, I knew TV as network television, and it was very different than movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was a different format. I, it wasn't like up to the quality of movies. Uh, you would watch network TV knowing that like, it was a, a lower budget production. Things weren't going to look as good. There weren't going to be cool set pieces or anything. And there'd be commercials. Um, Game of Thrones had none of those things. Game of Thrones was on par with the quality of a movie. 
and it yeah. kind of really like because we didn't have cable or anything when i was a kid um but it, game of thrones kind of like so many people were talking about it so like i acquired it through like illicit means that the listener may imagine um and i watched it hbo right, now because that was the thing in 2011 um <laughs> and yeah. it's just like for me it had opened game of thrones had like opened my eyes to this world of cable tv where tv could actually be good mm-hmm. um and i learned about so many yeah. like more shows after that and i've just t- television has evolved so much but then on the other hand i i think as as cool of a platform as netflix is and like netflix is great like it's 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 so cool but a lot of their original programming to me is like it's in this weird gray area of like it's all right television and it it just it kind of, like the business model kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth the same way games as a service leave a sour taste in my yeah. mouth as in they're they're designed to be consumed and they're not necessary they're designed to be like good enough right. is really what it feels like and they're designed to sell their product and just to satisfy people with what seems like a quota of 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 episodes to make you feel like you're like getting your money's worth for like what? you're putting money into this service and you get a certain amount of hours that you get out of it. What drives me crazy is something like Daredevil comes out. I have mixed feelings on Daredevil. So. Netflix does this thing. I love it. They've been doing this thing like for a few years where they'll release a new show and they know that people like binge watching now like that's their thing and (laughs) right that's part of the netflix model i'm talking about yeah yeah and um so they do this thing now where like they'll release shows with very mediocre episodes and then they'll put a cliffhanger at the end of it and umbrella every netflix original show (laughs) ends every episode with a cliffhanger that's exactly how umbrella academy was like some of the episodes yeah. were just not good at all, and then they'd end it with this thing, and you're like, oh, great, well, now I have to watch the next one. Thanks, Netflix. Yeah. Pulling a classic and like, Netflix. I mean, and you, you know it's part of, like, a business model. Yeah. It's part of a requirement, because any, like, any, any showrunner, any creative person who's trying, who's, who's doing their best to put a, a product together, if they had, or to put a production together, if they had free reign, they would not be making filler episodes, but it's you. You know that it's part of this like production contractual mm-hmm. obligation type thingy that they've they, they've got going on with Netflix being the producer. Pretty much. So that's a thing it's, about TV that I don't like. I know. Yeah, but then there's like platforms like HBO mm-hmm. that release great right, shows, right? And hopefully, Game like HBO stays that way because. There, there was some some news I think earlier or last year I guess about how, um, like new management and stuff at HBO was trying to steer it to me what sounded like in a direction more towards Netflix where they would have larger quantities of stuff for you to watch. Um, they wanted to have more hours of programming, like a lot more hours of programming, and it worries me that the quality of their programming will go down because hbo has like it's long been thought of as the like like the highest possible quality television around and i kind of agree with that yeah so with with that point being um i have hbo now i pay for it it's like 15 Mm -hmm. bucks a month or whatever and 
I mean, that's that's quite a bit compared to all the other right. streaming services. I mean, I I pay zero dollars for H or not HBO, um, Hulu, but I just have that Spotify discount, or whatever. Um, yeah, I I, I pay right. zero dollars for Netflix. I'm just using my parents' account. Um, <laughs> yeah. If I if I were <laughs> yeah, to pay for exactly. a streaming service, I believe I would would pay for HBO now over Netflix just because right. I know the qual the uh, quality of their content is yeah. so much better. Even if there's like exponentially less there to watch, I'd rather watch stuff that I think is really good, good rather than a bunch it. of filler that that Netflix has. Yeah, and I do so... enjoy sitting down and watching some like casual like lifestyle type stuff on Netflix. You know, like um, I was watching mm. uh, Parts Unknown the other day. Stuff like that I think Netflix is really good for. It's just like their original content that leaves a, a bad taste in yeah. my mouth. See, I don't know that I'd want to commit the time to like finishing watching the Umbrella Academy. Like, I'm sure it's all right, but I mm -hmm. there's only so much yep. like time that I have to watch stuff, and I'd rather watch stuff that's great that's how I feel instead too. of all right. <laughs> well, yeah, I've I've come into the problem where I'm like, okay. I want to watch a new show. I want to watch a new movie, but it has to be above at least an yeah. eighty on Rotten Tomatoes. Because I sort of feel like if I watch anything below, like in the mid range, exactly, it's just like boring. Like mid range is always. That's exactly so how like, I what? feel. Like I feel like, like you were saying this a few days ago. Like I have limited time, and I don't want to spend it watching something that's just okay. And I went into the Umbrella Academy like yeah. not knowing anything about it. Like I just saw it on like the new release list and I was like, oh, that seems kind of interesting, which I like rarely ever do. Usually I'll like look into the reviews and stuff and be like, is this worth my time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> there's actually a, a point where it gets so bad that I'm like actually interested <laughs> again. So like, <laughs> like, you know, um, actually not, not Holmes and Watson. I, I don't want to see that movie actually, but like, I don't know, just a lot of bad movies I've always been intrigued with, too. Not, like, intentionally bad, though. That's the thing. It can't be intentionally bad. <laughs> I don't think any bad. movie is intentionally bad. It has to bad. be... They just cater to well, different... There is some. Wait, okay, what's like, um, that's intentionally like, bad? What was it gonna be? Um, Like, all the scary movies and all the... Those aren't intentionally you know, bad those intentionally movies. They're intentionally bad. campy. I, I guess, yeah... I was wrong phrasing. Intentionally campy, not intentionally bad. But um, you know what I mean? Like those kind of movies that are sure, self-aware. Yeah. I I want a movie that's not self-aware, but it's like like for example, the room. Like there's no way he was aware oh, yeah. that I this mean, movie yeah, is going to be such a train wreck. In, in like getting together with friends and watching yeah. a movie that's really bad and talking uh, about yes, it. Ah, yes, troll too. Exactly. <laughs> oh no. But yeah, no, none of the Transformers movies now. <laughs> just like all those like blockbuster uh, billion dollar movies that get their billions back plus more for just being these literal what what would you call it? a junkyard on screen that's moving. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to describe the Transformers franchise. I haven't seen Bumblebee. Oh, though, is that so. is that out? But that's actually decent. Yeah, it's been out. Since oh, it already December. came out. It's passed. It, it was like oh reviews. wow. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. That's how I feel about movies. I, I don't I know. Didn't get a chance like, to see it. I only, I, I only ever see a few movies in theaters because it stresses me out to go to a movie theater. So I saw Spider Verse. I did not see Bumblebee. Oh, dude, Spider Verse it was won. amazing. Good movie. Yeah, I loved it. It was so good. 
but so I was in New York when I saw um I was in Pennsylvania when I saw Spider-Verse. I was in New York when I saw Aquaman. <laughs> I made the mistake. I hated Aquaman. Wow. I hated it. I did not like that movie. I don't know why I saw it and oh spent $20 my gosh. on it. Yeah, I I just did not like it at all. Like it started playing um Pitbull's of version of Africa by Toto. <laughs> And I was like, okay, I'm I'm Yikes. done with this movie. Like I, Pitbull. yeah. If I wasn't uh, <laughs> if I wasn't with someone at that that showing, I probably at that exact moment, I probably would have just left. Dude, no, there there's people left. Like, um, my girlfriend was coming back, and she was like, I just heard people talking. About, like, that's the worst movie that they've ever seen. As they were leaving the theater, like halfway through the movie. Okay, but then. The, the soldiers come out of the water and then they put their water inside their guns and like destroy a rock and I was like, okay, this is, this is pretty cool. That one scene. But other than that, I hated Wait, it. Wait, the it one redeeming hot. part of Aquaman for you was when people had squirt guns and blew up a rock? I'm so yes, confused. I don't was, remember they have water as struck by that ammo. scene. It, water as ammo. That no. wasn't cool to you, dude. <laughs> like they have the entire ocean as ammunition for these guns that shoot lasers. Right. Come on. That was that I, was I didn't cool. have the action I was actually kind of cool too. The brain capacity to put it into that perspective because I was too busy thinking about <laughs> Toto's Africa getting turned into Oh yeah. I like you to be fair, I think that was before it. I think that was before it. I don't know. No 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 it was not actually. Oh man! Plot like I twist. knew right away, like yeah, this, I, it was Pitbull. I was like, "What the hell? This is a Pitbull song." And then it's oh like, no. and then it was Africa. Yeah, and I know this conversation is completely unrelated, but like, um, this the editing to that movie was just so weird. It was so choppy. Like one second they're like having this like super dramatic conversation in Atl Atlantis. I think is it Atlantis or is it Aquaman? Oh my gosh. I don't <laughs> know. It's and is he's like, like having this super Disney dramatic conversation. <laughs> no, <laughs> the Disney. Um, they're having this super dramatic conversation. The next thing you know, they're in an airplane over the desert in Aquaman movie when Africa by Toto featuring Pitbull shows. Like, I was like, what in the hell is happening? William and I did a post mortem a over Discord as we always do when we see a new movie, and uh, he, what one of the things that he was first to point out was that every dialogue scene was shot and edited the same way in which you'd see a shot of one person and the camera would slowly push in on them and then it would just cut to the other person. It would slowly push in on them for some reason. Then it'd go back and yeah. it would like pull out and then it would do the same thing on the other person. Oh, it no. was very strange. It was. And just like, oh man, who's that chick that Aquaman is with the whole time? Amira. I don't remember her name. Ariel. Welcome. No, her name's Miriam. Ariel. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she looked like Ariel. That's what I remembered. Um, but yeah, she was just like the most like cardboard cutout character I've ever seen in my entire life, and she had like no emotion the whole movie. I just thought it was the whole thing, the entire movie. It tried to be quirky and funny, but the one thing I laughed at was a pee joke that he made <laughs> when he was like, "I could have just peed on it." That oh was the God. whole. That was the funniest thing in the movie. I don't remember. That, that. was it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know we're really uh, sorry, but I know we're really short on ahead. time here. But I just want to say that 
I made the mistake of seeing the second Lego movie in December. <laughs> that was oh, the worst no. movie I've seen in a hot minute. Wait, the second Lego movie's out? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. It was okay, so the first one was like pretty funny. Oh, I love the, like the first one. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I even okay. I loved Me Lego too. Batman though. Like I genuinely I loved it because there were so many months Batman ago, references. and I was like, "This is this will entertain me kind of for an hour." Yeah. But instead, like, the, I had like tears in my You're eyes at right? the end of the movie. <laughs> it was hilarious. He's like, Ugh. "It's just his Batman was so funny." Who was who? Who voiced him again? Oh, um, fuck! I have his I totally face forgot. in my brain. Right I know now. Jack Galifianakis. Jack Gall, yeah, Will Arnett, and Jack Galifianakis was the Joker. And um, just like ev- they threw every single version of Batman into that movie in one way, and I loved it. They're like, "Oh, we gotta get the bat or the shark repellent." <laughs> I was like, "No fucking way!" <laughs> like, yeah, oh man, loved, it was so funny. I it was loved so good. how I didn't see that one, but I know I it's probably super meta. Go see it. Like the first Lego movie is super meta and funny, <laughs> but the second movie just completely overdid it, and it was not funny like i chuckled Mm. a couple times but it was just really disappointing overall that sucks i i'd say that the batman lego batman is more of the spiritual successor sequel i'd say to lego movie than lego movie 2 but i haven't seen lego movie 2 so i can't say that (laughs) okay um well there was also lego ninjago or whatever i heard it was okay i I don't know but like no the the Lego Batman movie just felt like a yeah. sequel to the Lego movie, though, right? I don't know if you. It just felt like a sequel. Like I was like okay with that, and it was good too. Just like by itself. And then the Lego movie too. Lego movies. I just have no interest at this point. Yeah. So uh, if if they would have went the route the first and the second, more of like just go for it, kind of like well written humor rather than pandering to little kids. And yeah, but I don't know. Hopefully, they make a redeeming one. I have no interest in seeing the Lego <laughs> don't. movie. Don't. If no one has any <laughs> yeah. more uh, news or anything that they want to share, I'll see if I can start get us out of here. Um. Yeah. Uh, watch Legos. Russian Doll, and okay. watch at least one episode of the Umbrella Academy. And I will. Yeah, I will try Russian Doll. I think you I've, would love I, Russian I think Doll. Uh, me too, I think actually. Your review of it. Conv- we didn't even plan to talk about Russian Doll. <laughs> I, I know. I just had <laughs> to bring think, it dude, up. We should. We should all watch <laughs> yeah, it I think together. Your version of it, or what? What you've said about it has convinced me to at least try it. And it's and also the runtime. Like I'm, I'm more than willing to invest in in a show that's that short. Yeah, Tori, do you remember the? The Netflix app on the 360, when you could have like avatars in it, and like you could have I, your friends watch with I each other remember. and like react with your avatars. Oh man, <laughs> I wish they brought that back. Did they have that? On something PS4? like that on. No. I don't think so. I mean, obviously they don't have no, Xbox like... stuff, but like, do they have any social features or anything? Not on Netflix. I don't think so. I think it's just strictly games, mm-hmm. movies, fuck everything else. <laughs> Like more games now, make them good. All right, profit. 
I have a two DS as well. I could just watch Netflix on that if I wanted to see it in a lower resolution. I guess. <laughs> yeah. On your DS. <laughs> <laughs> what on your smart fridge? Can you watch Netflix on a smart fridge? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably. I don't know. I want to. I want to be able to go to my fridge and be like, "All right, what's going on?" What? They Alexa. announced I'm sorry, I'm just on Twitter. They announced Octopath Traveler for iOS and Android. What that's the hell? A, that's oh yeah, isn't that Mario Switch Kart exclusive. coming to Okay, but when are we Switch exclusive? When are we getting uh Octodad for iOS? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna get a second. Octomom. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna continue we're gonna keep talking. Alright, Tori comes up with now. Tori. Um How's the weather? Kind of snowy. Hitpoint Pals is on Twitter Kinda. at Hitpoint Pals. Um, I've been trying to post stuff on it, like like little transcriptions of clips of things that might be interesting and might draw people to <laughs> to listen to the podcast if they see these clips. I don't know. I don't know what to tweet about on the account. Um, but if you have enjoyed Hitpoint Pals and you do want to follow us, um, and you want to let you some of your friends know because that is probably the best way to get people to listen to us because it would be cool to have more people listening to Hit Point Pals, I think. I don't know about you. Uh, who's to say whether the podcast is good Yeah, you can not. listen to me rant. <laughs> Do it. Um, yeah, I mean, William and I started uh, the podcast just so we could talk about video games, and we weren't really sure if we were going to like doing this or not, but... It's been neat, I think, to have a few different people on, like Caleb and, like, Tori now. Um, and uh, Caleb should be on frequently, maybe every episode, I think. <laughs> um, William, yep. yeah, so William should plan. be back next week. Uh, Tori will be here when she can, I think. Yeah. And we'll just see where things go from there. So, uh, Caleb, where can people find you on the internet? On the internet, um, go to Google, type in um, Big Yoshi. No, I'm just kidding. Um, All right, I'm looking at him. <laughs> you could go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Twitter. What is it? Twitter.com forward slash Yeti the meme. You could follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Yeti the human. And you can also follow me on Instagram at twitch. Or not Twitch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> at Instagram.com forward slash Yeti the meme. And Caleb Warwick as well. Tori. Yes. Where can people find you on the world web wide? Well, my primary social media platform is Instagram at Turritot, which is T-U-R-R-I-T-O-T. Um, but I also occasionally <laughs> stream on Twitch. I haven't for a couple of weeks, but I hopefully will be again soon at MeowyRT, which is Meow I A R T E A. That's it, folks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Travslean, T R A V S L I E N. I think that's all we've got for I this pipe. week. What did you say? I said hype hype. Hi One more time. <laughs> hype. Hype. Hype hype. Okay. 
That is one big yeehaw. <laughs> you guys stay out of trouble. Um, don't do drugs if you don't want to. Um, I mean, it's, it's a free country. I guess you can do whatever you want, but um, stay in school. Um, wait, did I already say that? No. Okay, it's just a reminder. Stay in school. Um, yeah. Boycott the dairy industry. Uh, don't use <laughs> I don't have time. plastic. We don't have time for this. <laughs> okay. Cheese. <laughs>